Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Cariad Lloyd. Griefcast is a place to talk, share and laugh about the peculiar human process of death and grief. Each week I talk to a different person about their experiences of grief and death as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club. Welcome to Griefcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey Griefsters, I hope you're having an okay week. Um, A little bit of news, this is the last episode of this series. I'm going to have a break. Um, I don't know when I'm coming back. So normally I think, I don't normally do shows in January and I normally have January off and then we start with this sort of spring season and we have a break in the summer and we come back and um, the book obviously is now out and that was quite a huge thing (laughs) it's quite a huge part of me that book and I really wanted to do some episodes in January to make it we don't normally do that I say we I don't normally do that um but I knew that I probably couldn't cope once the book came out with recording episodes as well so I'm gonna have a little break because I know we're all griefsters I'm not gonna say this is the end um but I am just gonna say you know au revoir for a bit um I love doing this show so much and I love this community so, so much, but I definitely, with the book now being out, um, yeah, I just, it's hard to record them as well as talking about my dad all the time. Um, So I hope that's okay. Um, I hope you know how much I appreciate everybody who listens and has made this show what it is and provided the community of people that it is. I really am so, so grateful. Um, So for everyone who's listened this entire time, since 2016, all the way back with our first episode talking to Adam Buxton about his dad, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this what I do and I hope you're okay, I hope today's an okay one. 
Before we go, we have one last guest. And I'm so, so chuffed that she is the last guest of this season because she's amazing. It's the fantastic writer and poet, Holly McNish. Um, Holly is uh, a Sunday Times bestselling author of Slug and Other Things I've Been Told to Hate, uh, as well as her brilliant uh, parenting memoir, Nobody Told Me. She also won the Ted Hughes Award for New Work in Poetry. Um, she's just one of those people that, if you know, you follow her on social media, it's just she's good you're just glad she exists <laughs> she's a brilliant poet what she talks about has not been talked about before the way she talks about it is like really honest and refreshing and just clear-sighted and um i'm so glad that i finally got to talk to her we've been trying to arrange this chat for a while and it was just a joy um a real joy so here is holly so holly who are we remembering today Today I'm remembering my gran, um, so specifically my mum's mum, who died in the first lockdown period. So it was like a weird that yeah. kind of online funeral death, and she was she was 96. So yeah, I yeah we're remembering her, wow. my gran. I was very close to her, loved her like a lot of people love a lot of people they lose. Um, what was her name? We always like to say the name. Oh, her name was Isabel. Isabel. That's funny, isn't it? Because she, she's my, her name was Gran. Gran. And was she a <laughs> yeah, Gran, not a Grandma or a Granny? She's Gran. Actually, she was She was a Gaga. Gaga. Oh, So I nice. don't know if that's, like, common in other families. Apparently not. I was, to, I was told it was a Scottish name, but my mum my and dad are both Scottish, and everything that I questioned, they were like, oh, it's a Scottish thing. So... <laughs> <laughs> like lots of things like my dad's omelette that had like burgers and chips in the omelette was a Scottish omelette <laughs> it discovered like that's not Scottish that's just our family you just you um, want a burger and chips in your omelette which is totally fine yeah but don't blame really the entire good. nation for this what's happening on your <laughs> yeah. plate um, yeah, now so, I've heard so. gaga before gaga normally is when a child can't say grandma and then it becomes gaga and then it sticks that's what I've always heard if it sort oh. of becomes like, oh, that's what we call that person. But actually, it was oh, okay. a child couldn't say grandma or gran. Yeah, that makes bigger. sense. My, my dad said it was once that um, it was one of our first words. And so <laughs> my gran wanted to take, like, act like her name was our first word but actually it was that our first word was her name I think he I think he was having a bit of a dig <laughs> Gaga Isabel's a very beautiful name very beautiful and oh, she was lovely, she it? was 96 so wow that is a right yeah. age not that that makes you know you can still grieve for people who are old that's very common um but you know good for her that she had a, a nice long life in that way um, yeah it was great was she in a home by the end or where was she no, so I guess that's sort of why I wanted to talk to her. Not she was she's also the the closest person that I've I've been to that that that's died, which is very lucky in my life. But I found it quite weird because it was as my mum always says, it was like a very good death. Mm. And my mum's a nurse and she's right. seen a lot of death and she was just she kept sort of saying to me, you know, it was amazing. It was such a good death. And I was like bluffing, <laughs> you know, I'm not really used to it as my mum is. Um, but she was at home wow. and she was, she wasn't fine, obviously. Mm. She was sort of in, in hospital a bit and out. But she was, you know, she was chatting even on the day that she died and, and just 
went to the loo and then sort of sat up in bed and and died. So wow. It was quite, yeah, it was quite, like, my mum, and it was obviously in a comforting way, mm. but was saying it, but I, so I find it, it is quite odd when you're, like, heavily grieving someone, but you know, like, it was a good death, mm. they've had a long life, so there's not, it's not that there's so much sympathy, and maybe there shouldn't be as much, obviously, if there's horrendous death and grief that people go through, but it was just quite funny and it's funny that you said that because as soon as you sort of say the age it's like a lot of people are like oh yeah fair enough (laughs) it's nothing (laughs) but I guess my so both my grandmas I was really close to and one of them died at 94 years ago and the other one at 96 but my grandma died at 94 she was like so ready to die Mm. and used to talk to me about how sort of boring old age was and how she was ready she started eating cheese because, like, she was so healthy. She just ate, you know, she, like, made soup every day for, for food, basically. Um, and the doctor told her cheese was bad for her, so she immediately, like, cut out cheese. But then when she started to think she was ready, she started eating cheese as if that was, like, really bad. Um, but my, I'm afraid my to tell you there are a few things above <laughs> cheese that... Yeah, yeah I know, right? Like smoking, drinking. Yeah, no, no, start with cheese. Go easy. Build Could up to it. some yeah. more fun stuff, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, my my gagger was like not ready. I think that's why I found it so sad. Because she had like a very long life. But a lot of it was during times where like women couldn't do quite as much as she would have wanted. And she, to be honest, like she was amazing. She was the first person in my family to go to uni. She came from a really poor background and loads of stuff. And then got pregnant just as she left. So didn't really go into the the life, I guess, that she she was definitely thinking had three kids, went into teaching, and then she only ever went abroad when she was, like, 75 after my granddad died. Because wow. he was... Yeah. So so she sort of... She had this long, long life, but as a lot of women in particular, a lot of caring in it. Yeah. And then was kind of independent, I guess, in her 70s and had loads of other places she wanted to go. But by the time she wanted to do it, she was she was mobile, but not mobile enough to, you yeah. know go on like a world tour <laughs> world tour or whatever so yeah it's, it's it's interesting and it's sort of sad but I know that she had a longer life than most people on the planet yeah I think it's really interesting because what you're talking about we say on the show there's no hierarchy of grief and you know oh. I do believe that like grief is grief obviously there's situations where you're like well yep that compared to that is is yeah. easier absolutely but, but say even saying that I think it can What's important, I suppose, is, and I say this a lot, your grief is your grief. Like, if you feel it, you feel it. And and it doesn't, it's like sadness, isn't it? Or depression or anxiety. Like, it's no good someone saying, oh, but look what you've got. It doesn't make that feeling go away. And it just makes you feel worse because you're like, I shouldn't feel this because they had a good <laughs> yeah. death. It's just like, I think the things around their age and their death, like the the context of someone's death can be helpful sometimes in grief to give you a moment of like okay you know they were 21 when they died gosh that's that's making me feel even more worse or they were 90 when they died okay I have that to hold on to like they were old and that's something that's good but the grief is still there like does that make sense like the context of it you can you can always look at it you can visit it and be like oh the context is interesting here's the context but that doesn't stop how you feel and as you said if she were very close to her and she's the first person you've really you know you know experience that grief and that death then 
of course you're grieving i think that's that's like normal but i think people really love to minimize other people's grief they really love it it makes them feel yeah. better you know so if they can yeah. say to you <laughs> yeah, interesting. if they say to you oh god oh no you're so sad oh how old was she 96 ding okay don't need to feel that bad oh she had a good day <laughs> yeah. ding oh i really don't need to feel that bad and you were close to her and you got on and she knew that you loved you ding 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 oh great yeah. I don't, uh, and it's like we're, we're looking in our internal sympathy box and we're like mm, oh okay how much does holly need not that much but that's bullshit like if you feel sad you feel sad like you do yeah. but also in a way i don't need that like i don't need that much in, yeah. in that in that way it is you know, if I if there are other people I lost, I would need more help. Like I didn't feel like I needed yeah yeah needed people around me so much, but it's it doesn't make it less you know less sad that you are missing yeah, this person yeah. lost yeah. this person. But yeah, I definitely I guess had my own box in that way that was like no, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's that's a nice third one as well because I think that was the one that <laughs> selfishly was mm. the thing that I spoke about spoke about most when I was sort of talking about in, in like poems and and write because I've wrote quite a lot about my grandparents and just the fact that if you know that it's like this this surety that you've told someone that you love them yeah and then I guess a lot of people in grief like we lost a close friend and my partner was saying right that's it there's no chance I'm not telling any of my like male friends that I love them because it's not like a guy thing to do yeah. but like fuck this basically like no longer will I hold feelings back because this is just this is too much so I guess it still still sparked that but from a positive point of view yeah. I was like right I, I told my gran I loved her so much and and you think, right, let me just do that to everyone else that, yeah. <laughs> that I know on this planet now. Yeah, definitely. So. And that's the thing about grief is it, 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 you know, whether someone is 96 and has a good day, you still makes you feel all those feelings that we all feel mm. with grief of like, oh, fuck, people can die. They can die. I need yeah. to say these things. And, and, you know, obviously having done lots of conversations about grief, it doesn't make it... It do, you know, it does make it easier. It makes it easier to face your grief if you knew that they loved you and you said you love them. Like it definitely yeah. adds an ease to it. It doesn't mean you're, you're walking on air and you're like, oh, I'm fine. They knew I loved them. But it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Yeah, I think so. I think the worst thing about it was being a mum mm. and telling my kid. Oh, yeah. Like that That was really odd because all, all the other people that died, I've just gone, gone through it by myself yeah, really, yeah. which is fine. I'm not such a, well, like a lot of people, not in a way that I don't, like I'm, I'm very open to like crying in front of people and talking but I just it's not really something that I feel like I do communally that well or not well that I that I really want to I like doing my own little uh rituals that I just make up and act like they're spiritual <laughs> but um te- I think yeah telling my daughter is has been the worst and I, I've had to tell her that two people in, in our family have died since she's been alive and she was really like really close and it was her great grandma yeah. so that's even even weirder because when she said that to people my great grandma died it's like oh you know right, everyone yeah. expects that to be somebody that you maybe haven't even been able to talk to or has been yeah. in, a, in a I don't know not a state of, of knowing them and the fact that they were they were so close that that was awful because I thought oh I didn't have to go through this at your age yeah. like, I didn't have great grandparents but you've got four great grandmas because basically everyone in our family had kids <laughs> had kids before we were apparently meant to yeah. so she's got like some very young great grandmas as well so I think that like just sitting in the morning and thinking I've got to go in and like ruin my kids day and I have no idea 
how like she was like nine Wow. So really, really aware of it. It's not something that you know. It's not like she'll forget it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was the worst. That that was yeah, much worse than my own grief. I think just having to break news to a kid, and I imagine that it must be a bloody awful. Like that, just can't imagine if it's someone even closer to them. How like how was it? What did you say to her? Did you just go for the straight up? She's died. Like yeah. I was trying to, I, like, I, I'm not really one for all the passed away, yeah. like, gone to the stars or whatever. <laughs> I just, I don't mind the word. Well, I do mind the word. <laughs> I, like, mm. absolutely have not come to terms with the fact that I'm going to die despite having, like, sat with people who are dying quite often. Um, not quite often, like, a few times with, with um, grandparents mainly. But, um, yeah, I just went in and, and sat down. It was, it was... In lockdown, but we had gone and seen her, mm. like when there was like a little break in the lockdown and a few people, happened with my granddad as well, like a few people said, oh, do you really think you should drive up? But what if all the, you know, motorways are closed or whatever? So we'd driven up, not fairly recently, but a couple of months before, <laughs> to quite a lot of criticism in the family and now I'm just very pleased that we did that but I went in and she we made like dens all during lockdown so she had like a different den in her bedroom every month yeah um or every week maybe so it was like this bright sunshiny day with this massive like I just remember all these like flowers up and like fake flowers and big sheets up and she was like waking up in the day I thought, oh god but I just said I think I just sat down and said I've got something bad to tell you I'm really sorry or bad maybe I didn't say bad sad um, and just told her and then I, I I like told her and burst into tears which is very helpful but I'm a really really cry person like I read a poem yesterday sitting in a cafe I was I was trying to write like edit a book and I always read other people's poems before I try and edit my own and it was about um, this woman just sat in a not someone had died but when a kid had left home to go to like college or whatever and she was like sat in the empty room and I just burst into tears and couldn't stop crying in the cafe I was like this is <laughs> so I'm not I'm not very good at breaking news like that I just cry I'd be a terrible terrible medical professional <laughs> I, <would>. <laughs> <laughs> I just well I'm just so sad for you like, yeah thanks at the treatment what are we doing I don't know I know I, know, right? I think that's really awful. good though I think it's quite healthy to tell a child and cry because what you're saying immediately is I'm sad and the way to express sadness is tears and that's like I think that's great yeah. because the, for yeah. the child for you to express something deeply sad and keep all your emotion in the child goes oh okay this is something we do not cry we keep it in it's dangerous don't let those tears whereas when you just yeah. bawl your eyes out I mean obviously you don't want to bawl your eyes at the point where the kid is like okay mummy I'll, 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 get, <laughs> I'll get dressed myself like <laughs> I'll make dinner you don't want that but to show like oh we can be sad and it's okay and we can hug each other like you're just showing yeah. emotion I think that's because that's the thing with kids, people get so afraid of yeah, using the word dead and death and dying and and they just want to protect them. Like, of course, I understand, I, you know, I understand as a person and also as someone, a person who has two children, I totally understand the need to protect them. But what are you protecting them from? You know, that's the thing yeah. of like, you're protecting them from emotion, from sadness, like they will yeah. experience sadness. Like that is something that's going to happen to them. And so you're showing them, well, you can't do it with me. I can't see your sadness. We can't be sad together. Like, you're going to have to yeah. do this by yourself somewhere else. <laughs> like, Which, and if you can't be sad with 
you know, the person that you're meant to be one of the closest to in the world, yeah. it's going to be pretty hard. Yeah. It, well, to be honest, it's my friend, friend LJ, who is a doctor, and I remember her saying, she, she does a lot of work with, like, death matters and grief cafes and stuff, and um, she asked me when my kid was, like, five if I wanted to come to this death death cafe, and she was really enthusiastic about it, and I was like, uh... I don't know whether that's like a day out for me with my daughter. And she was like, no, it's great. We do it, making like Day of the Dead cookies. And then we were, there's loads of books about death. And I was like, um. um. <laughs> so then I went. And it was very nice. There was like a, it was like a coffin in the middle that you could put like thoughts about people that had died in. And, but just, uh, just seeing everyone like stranger sat talking about death was amazing and my, my kid still remembers it but wow. remembers like just like the, the cakes basically yeah. um and probably remembers because i've got a photo of us standing with these like day of the dead cookies that we we'd made the memories often and that they've seen a photograph like years later so that's what they actually remember but um so she was like no i think it's healthy to talk about death so then i did but after that my daughter like oh every time i tried to sing her a song that songs that I used to sing her when she was going to sleep, she was like, "Oh, don't sing that because it's too sad." And I was like, "Isn't? But it's meant to be a happy song." She was like, "Yeah, but one day you're gonna die, and then you won't be able to sing me that song." <laughs> so then she was obsessed for ages. I was like, "Oh no, what have I done?" And then like everything nice, I would be like, "Oh, I do." There's <laughs> one song like um, oh, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, every time I said she was like, I know, like everything I did, don't do that because one day you'll be dead and you won't be able to do it. And I was like, well, maybe if one day I'll be dead, which is, which I, you know, told her that I don't really know what happens after. And then maybe we should do it more because yeah, one day yeah. I'll be dead. Yeah, like, so we'll just enjoy it while we can, right? Just have as many adventures as yeah. possible. But I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> it's really hard it's really hard and I think all kids go through that phase of like talking about death and like obviously my child hears me talking about it a lot and yeah. the older one and has our stuff and she'll be like when are you gonna die and what are we all do- are we all doing it we're all dying <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah we're all we're all gonna do it just like don't know when um but we obviously like try not to but it will yeah. happen and I just think I think it's good because I think actually what most of us do is, or most of us grew up with, is not talking about it. And then when it does yeah. happen, just being like, what the fuck is this? Like, whereas if yeah. you've had that moment as a child of being curious, oh, what happens? What is it? What is this dead thing that, you know, happens to people? And again, apparently, like, you express it and talk about it, then you're, you're somewhere in your bones and deep in your psyche is like, oh, okay, this is something that's not terrifying. Like, it, it's a part of what this existence yeah. is. I just think it's so important because yeah. you're not... Me too. You're not... It's not like it's not true. It's not like Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, well, they, yeah, could, yeah. they could believe it for a bit. It's not the end of the world. It's like, no, no, it's like, it is going to happen. So why... Mind you, I'm not even very good with Santa Claus. I'm like, look, some people think this old guy comes around, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Santa Claus. I'm like the opposite. Oh, really? Because I'm really obsessed with like the history of the actual person that started the Santa Claus story. So then I, I, so my daughter's sort of past the age of waiting up for Santa and stuff. I was like, but look at this St. Nicholas. Like, it's amazing. It was an actual person and he was so cool and like started putting things 
like randomly in people's houses because he didn't want poor people to feel bad for getting charity and stuff. Um, so I like the actual story of like the. That's better. That sounds like you're handling than, it more than I am, which is. <laughs> it's only because I'm obsessed with it and I love all that stuff. No, I think that's <laughs> I good. Love it because I worry that I've like destroyed Christmas because she's so unfazed nah. by it because she's just like, all oh, right, it's not a big deal. And then she was like, she was like, my friend told me that like Father Christmas comes round. I was like, yeah, yeah. Look, he'll knock. On, he'll knock on the door. And he'll give us a present, okay? He gives us one. Because I just can't deal with all this, like, um, if you're good, you'll get it. But oh, if you're yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. I just find that really stressful. Because it's like... Yeah, it's kind of creepy, eh? He's yeah. Wa- he's watching. They're and watching. And good... Yes. And it's similar yeah. to death. They're watching over you. They're still with you. It's this idea that to give children this stuff that actually is more confusing than reality. <laughs> like, reality yeah, is quite simple. Stops, stops some teenagers starting to masturbate yes they're worried that they're like dead family members will be watching them i've heard that quite a lot yes. by people that have lost people and then as teenagers which is obviously horrendous but just thinking that your grand's going to be sitting there like watching you practicing <laughs> trying to masturbate like that is not mate as someone are, that's who... not what they're going to be doing is <laughs> someone who lost a dad at <clears throat> 15 yes anything you do as a teenager because oh, someone's told you they're watching so you're like is he watching me drink this bottle of archers oh, oh, is he watching me snog this person like what the fuck because i'm doing some stuff that's not great it's fine i don't want him to see that yeah it's awful when people say it's really awful you really do like it really lands because you think what because also like yeah especially any child doesn't want you don't want to see your parents see what you're up to like anybody yeah. like, what is that what he's gonna do now he's not here oh, oh god that is that's all <laughs> like, yeah the it's reality- also such a the other side is such a strange thing about death as well isn't it it's like right so if i if i die and i don't know what happens or i you know my body explodes and becomes a tree or whatever i don't know but as if if you can if you do become like some sort of spirit that that's what you'll do go and watch your child <laughs> masturbate like that's such a weird idea of like like the, all the possibilities of the afterlife and that is what you'll do oh come God. on man like, you'll be at peace with nature you could fly in the air and yeah. just feel at one with the entire existence I or you could watch your child masturbate or at least watch someone else masturbate yes you, like you know it's, it's more, not creepy it's more, not creepy not weird because i think i think <laughs> no. other thing that you think as a child because you don't think about the parents point of view but also the, the parents don't want to see that like we all from the no. parent point of view you're not you're like no thanks i keep that that's also it's your not life. very interesting to watch yeah. like we make such a big thing about it like i mean it's really <laughs> depending how you do it but with me it would not be interesting <laughs> to watch <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say moving on from the uh from the masturbating but my uh one of the nice things about talking to my kids was that it was like she was part of it all yeah yeah. so I kept thinking that after you said that that it was is is quite good and that they know this stuff but she was like part of that like family event in a way like we have to feel like came to the funeral and I remember when my when my other grandma died who my daughter did know but she was younger she was like four and knew her but not wasn't the same like she spent a lot of time on her own while to be honest I was sleeping watching you know spent a lot of time with my other gran and we spent every new year with her had parties with her like you know loads of traditions around birthdays and Christmas and new year and stuff but with the other gran I I remember her well she uh, like we saw my gran about a week before she died and my daughter was asking her loads of questions which adults obviously wouldn't ask 
um, and we were sat in the care home, and she was just like, "So, how did you get so old? Like, how can I like not die? Like, you know, earlier? And how can just?" And everyone was like, "Oh, is oh, I was thinking, oh God, is she, like, is this appropriate?" Yeah. And my gran was seemed to be loving it. You yeah. know, that somebody was not tiptoeing around everything. Yeah. But afterwards, she really wanted to come to the funeral, and no one really wanted her to, and none of the other great-grandkids would go in so it was a bit of a thing that I was like mm, I think it's okay yeah that she goes like other ones would go into the to the stuff afterwards like the cake and, and yeah I can't remember what it's called but um so I was so nervous it was like this you know when you do stuff with a kid and you're like you have to be well behaved yeah yeah otherwise yeah otherwise I ho- like <laughs> I am wrong like, yeah I'm yeah, definitely yeah. wrong in front of the whole family that's like not my mum my mum was always like always talked about death actually in our household because she had a lot of patients she was close to who died and she she'd come home like sadder on those days from work and as I got older we'd talk more I'd be like oh mom I can't find a dress to wear and she was like oh my patient died I was like okay um never mind you know what <laughs> this one's fine I'll just wear the pink one yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll just whatever whatever yeah. Um, but so she came, she came to the funeral and like, oh. was like I remember being really sad because it was my grand's funeral but really nervous as this like yeah. test of motherhood and actually she was silent for the whole thing so well behaved I was like yes <laughs> it was so wow. weird um, and even told me to shush when I asked her if she was like okay she was like shh it's a funeral <laughs> okay fine that's amazing. But, um, that's amazing. You do, I think stuff like that's really. I mean, look, it depends on the child. It depends on your relationship with the child, and if you know that child can cope with it and sit there. Yeah. My niece, um, when my mother-in-law died, came to the funeral. I think she was like maybe five or six, and similarly, like the fam- the general family were like, "Of course she's coming." Like she was very, very close to her, and you know, didn't yeah. think about it. It was only when the funeral was happening, I suddenly, I sat next to her and I was like, oh my God, like, this is quite massive for you, actually. Like, uh, have yeah. we thought about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and she was fine. Like, she definitely, she, there was definitely moments that she was confused or sad. But again, I feel like those aren't terrible feelings for a child to have. Like, as long as they're managed, yeah. obviously not like, yeah, good, be sad. Like, stay there. But to be like, <laughs> to see her mum get up and speak and then her, you know, my husband and her, uncle speak and people were crying and she was sad and but just you gotta go I don't know like I've spoken to so many um Irish people and Irish comedians who I like that's like the biggest nationality has been on this show because they have like no problem talking about it and they'll they'll say like oh yeah I went to a funeral I was two years old or one was like oh my earliest memory is being like held over a coffin to look at a body (laughs) and it's just like not a big deal there and I I think there is something I don't know, just something about that being in your vocabulary quite early, not being yeah. so terrifying. When there's a funeral, that, like all the Irish people I know are like, of course you go to a funeral. Of course, it doesn't matter how well you know them, you go support the person oh, and wow. you drink, raise a glass to them and that's really important. And I think our, you know, our, well, half Welsh, English, my side of it was always very like, oh, you know, it's quite ugh, like funerals. Yeah. Oh, like what? Uh, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, God, and also, so awkward. If it's not normal, then I guess if that like the like any social situation, the less it's normal that kids go to them, 
the harder it is to take your kids yeah, to them. Yeah. I know it's not like a day out, but it's like <laughs> if 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 you know there's going to be like 10 other kids there that might make a noise or might have to be mm. taken out or might start running around the church or wherever you're having it. But when you know it might only be adults and there's, yeah. you know, you're the only person that might, might take your kid and if they make a sound... But it's funny, it's isn't like, it, that mm. we, we're so afraid of them even running around where you go... Oh, is totally. is that the worst thing that can happen at funerals? Some children running around, I know. like, but we're so and, and so nice of it. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so nice to see like the the life. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, really, at, I think at like my um, mother-in-law's funeral, she the niece was there and the dog. Her dog was there. The mother-in-law's dog. And it was like, it was that weird thing of like, like having a kid or a dog at an unexpected adult party. Like it's a good icebreaker. You know what I mean? Like everyone is like, oh, a dog, a child. Like, and it yeah. is kind of this thing of like, yeah, life goes on. Like that is what yeah. you're saying. Life goes yeah. on. And obviously you don't want them like up at the front doing Play-Doh on the coffin. Like, sure, <laughs> there's respect. Yeah, yeah. And it does depend on the child. You know, I, I totally, I wouldn't you know, advocate. If, you, if you've chosen not to do that, it's totally fine. Yeah. I just think yeah. it's funny that we get so afraid of these things hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd. So, um, with your grand that died, your Gaga, that's right. I suddenly, yeah, I was like, yeah. am I saying that right? Um, <laughs> she are. died in the lockdown or between lockdowns. So was did you have a funeral then or was it Zoomed or was it? It was like a Zoom one. Right, yeah. And that was weird. Yeah, so it was in the, one of the heaviest parts of lockdown. But amazingly, my mum had like moved in with her, okay. which is why I guess she didn't have to have somebody there or go into a home or something. Um, although I don't think she would have had to go into a home, but because my mum's a nurse, she uh, could be the course. nurse yeah, yeah, yeah. there, which was very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the funeral was over, over Zoom. And actually, my my daughter didn't watch that funeral yeah, because tricky. I just thought that's not that's not the thing that is I think is nice for a kid to see family and yeah. see what it's like and see it's all right to cry. That's just like a bit too weird mm. for not weird but I don't think it would have had any positive yeah thing really like we'd gone and visited her in hospital we'd it <laughs> the sorry this is not even about that but one of my favorite memories of of like going to see her and I guess I think about these more because there was no funeral mm. 
Although, really, it, I think it's more important to go and see people when they're alive yeah. than to be able to get to their funeral. Like, I remember trying to take her out of school and it was um, seen as an unauthorised absence to go and visit my gran a week before she died, but the funeral was authorised. And I was like, mm, if I could choose one of these yeah, two, yeah. it would be like to to say goodbye rather than to go to the funeral, which I, I, I was like, mm, this is strange. But... Um, when we went up to visit her in hospital, we we were my mum was living with her then, and um, we basically dressed up as her and put on all her. She had all these like matching hats and outfits and gloves and stuff, like much more elegant than we are. Um, so we went to the hospital like dressed up really smartly to, to please her in all of her stuff. And I think the people working there must have thought we were nuts. But she said she was like really bored for the week that she was yeah. in hospital because there's no like they can't listen to podcasts. There's no you just sit with a newspaper. There's no radio. There's nothing. Yeah. You're just sitting there like bored. And she was had loads of interest. Like most people wanted to like do stuff. So yeah, but the, so I thought you know you can't watch this funeral on a TV, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But yeah. at least we you know dressed up as her. Yeah, sorry, honey, don't skip over that. How did it go? What did she? How, what was her reaction when she, you turned up dressed as her? That's incredible. What what was like, your grand's reaction? <laughs> so we, she she thought we were nuts basically, but loved it. Was like laughing and was sort of telling <laughs> telling all the people. She was she's a very like well to do sort of I guess quite typical was from like a quite poor working class background and and was dressed very smartly for that reason I guess in the same reason that you can't wear like a tracksuit that doesn't match if you're from a certain area you know that you you have to look better you have you have to improve yourself more I think you know rich people can go go wear ripped jeans and shop in charity shops and it's fine but um so she had all these like very elegant outfits so she was just pleased that we'd like made an effort she was always (laughs) telling me to make more of myself so it was good but her hats were amazing it was like like fur hats wow and I had this like long gold jacket on (laughs) yeah they were great like all max and stuff but we went for we went for brunch before we went to the hospital because we were in Glasgow and um, my boyfriend lives up there and my mum was there and we went we went for brunch dressed like this and he was just like, oh my God, this is, this is so ridiculous. But yeah, it was good. And the, st- the staff, I don't know if, like we weren't dressed as like yeah, an, yeah, just an glamorous, older person. Glamorous. So it's not like they would have thought that we were in fancy dress. No. They were just like, oh, apart from maybe my daughter because she was in like this sort of shiny red map with like a big... Like quite a massive, <laughs> but I think there's loads of stuff like that that was actually quite fun with my that's kids. So fun! And then, that's so fun. That must have cheered up the yeah, hospital all that day, especially in the middle of a fucking lockdown. Like anything that was jolly, yeah. you were like, "Oh my god, thank you, thank you yeah, for making me so. laugh right yeah. now." I think it was quite fun, and it was probably good for my mum as well. Like yeah. how awful! I've I've written so much about losing my grandma, and then I remember one of the poems. I I phoned her up to read it to her, and she was like, "Oh, it's really nice." Like. It, it was about the fact that I'm not a grandkid anymore, like, yeah. not, not a grandkid. And, and then she was like, yeah, I'm not, like, a kid anymore. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry, Mum, that is way worse. <laughs> so, I guess, like, that hierarchy, and I was like, oh, yeah, That's so funny, your mum being like, oh, is it hard for you, Holly, having a bad... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum died. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you go ahead, babe, you go ahead. But you go ahead and... and but actually, you know what it's like to be a mum. Like, you still want your child to be yeah. okay and happy, but, yeah, totally. like, it's, it's... And she still was really pleased that I had a close relationship. Yeah, like, I am sure. watching her and my kidnap. But, yeah, the lo- the lockdown funeral was 
was weird. I thought, I really thought it would be okay, mm. and I thought it might be quite nice because yeah, you don't have to go to a funeral and stand awkwardly and like cry in front of family you half know. Yeah, but I just you know I just thought it was rubbish, and I was totally on my own watching it. And my kid was it was it happened to be on one of the days that my daughter's at her dad's house anyway. But yeah, it's just, it was very odd. And my family were angry about it anyway, because apparently the vicar said he was, like, rubbish. And my auntie stopped going to church because his, his speech at my grand's funeral was so bad. Oh, no, she's oh, like, my God. Quite, quite, like, big in the, like, knew just loads of community stuff in the church. So I was like, oh. Wow. I can't, I, get, your shit, yeah. get your shit together, Vic. That's, you've lost a follower. <laughs> by <laughs> your I bad did. speech. <laughs> I, um, I had to do, go, to a, go to a Zoom funeral in one of the like the second lockdown or something like that or I think it was when it was eased but we had symptoms and it was when tests weren't around oh. so we couldn't go um yeah. and it was a friend it wasn't family but it was such oh, a God, strange awful. experience and I yeah. I really understand what you're saying because it just was so I felt really lucky I could be there because it was like oh I am technically ill and I technically can't go so it's great yeah. that I'm able to still be part of this but it was so odd and like they turned the cameras on early, so like you were in the, wasn't a church, you know, the crematorium, yeah. while they were like setting up. So it was such a weird experience because you're like, well, I would in real life, I wouldn't be here. I'd be outside with all the people oh, yeah, talking about strange. them, and I'm just in while they're having like a really banal admin chat of like where to put things and like, okay, yeah. don't do that, and oh you go, yeah, I'm finishing at twelve, and it was just like, it felt yeah, like going so behind odd. the curtain in a really yeah. bad way of like, oh, I don't want, I don't want this to be. I don't want this to be your job. Like, I want this to be her, her, a moment for this person. Yeah. And, but it's it's your job, isn't it? And of course it is. Yeah. And yeah, it was a very, um, it was really strange, wasn't it? Because again, you feel so grateful. Like if this pandemic had happened 20 years ago, what would we have done? No one would have known, oh, yeah. you know, you just would have not gone. Absolutely. And people would have been just buried alone. But, but also <laughs> it's not like technology is magic. It's not like, oh, everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, can't hug you. Yeah, or, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't hug it's you. It's funny, like, saying about, yeah, just seeing that it's, like, a very normal thing or yeah. this isn't just for your friend. Um, I felt I felt exactly the same watching, watching it because, yeah, normally you're standing... Although quite often when I've gone to the... It's, like, the same crematorium I've gone to, like, six times for family members up in Glasgow and... Um, and quite often you get there when the the last funeral's still on. Yeah. So you see yes. other people coming out, and you're like, "Wow, this is like it's literally just like a yeah, one in one out a line of yeah. people." Yeah, it's weirder. And I found that so I didn't I didn't see behind the scenes at the beginning because I was watching it on the thing. But I I've written. <laughs> sometimes I feel funny saying things that I've written about in a book. I feel like it's not true. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weirder. Um, but I didn't put the live stream off. I was like sitting, crying, and just sort of sitting in silence in my house. And I just expected it to switch off. Yeah. So I just didn't really touch the screen. And then it didn't, so I saw the end of it. So everyone left, and I sort of watched, my mum and my auntie were there. There was like, I think, seven people there or something. Um, but then they started chatting about whether they were gonna have like sandwiches now yeah. or before the next one, and then, and then I watched the next one. Oh, my God. Because it didn't stop. I thought yeah. it would be like a link per funeral. Yeah. I didn't watch all of it because then I thought, mm, I don't even know if this is legal <laughs> to watch someone else's funeral. And also it's weird. 
But I just, I was just sort of staring. I was like, I don't know what to do after watching my grand's funeral online. Um, I can't go and see anyone. Yeah. And my daughter's at her dad's. And so I'll just sit here, like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I remember watching the next people come in and thought, well, I'll just watch this. And then I was like, Ollie, <laughs> I put this off. You don't know this guy. You don't know the people. Like, they don't expect somebody to be watching it. But it was weird seeing, like, actually seeing, yeah, yeah all that chat. All that chat. Should we have sandwiches now, do you reckon? It's yeah. like, excuse me. <laughs> I know. That was my grandma's whole life yeah. just summed up yeah. in, like, a ceremony. And you're just, like, dusting and picking up flowers. But it's, it always comes yeah. back to what we're saying, because you're almost like a ghost. You feel like a ghost. Like, no one can see you. And equally, like yeah. we're saying about ghosts of dead people, then you realise, well, this is a bit weird and boring. I don't really want to be here. <laughs> Even though I can be here, I um, Yeah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah. I'll go and do something else. Like, it's, it's a really... It was very strange... <laughs> But I totally understand because mine did the same thing. It didn't switch off. I kept expecting it to switch off. I had to switch it off. Yeah. But also even switching it off felt a bit weird because it felt like you were sort of switching that person off. Like yeah. it felt rude. Whereas when you leave a funeral, like everybody leaves together and you're sort of swept up in it, aren't you? And so yeah. even if you don't want to go, you're like, well, we're all being kicked out. And like, here yeah. we go as a gang. Whereas just you with your laptop clicking, do you wish to end this like window? You're like, yeah. oh, well, not really, but... And yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's and you only have the, you only have the, I know some people would see it as a nice bit, but in my daughter's words, the boring bit yeah, of a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it wasn't like, maybe it would have been nice if for people's funerals, we didn't watch the funeral, but then we did go to the after party and you yeah. had to like bring a cake and go on Zoom and chat or something. Do you know what I mean? There could have been, yeah. it, could, it could have been that bit that you, you that you tried to do. It would have been harder, obviously. But yeah, it was, it was... It was weird. I really thought it'd be all right, but it was just really weird. And not being able to chat. And then people around you not knowing. I had, yeah. I had that with a friend as well who, who died. And it was, that was the, like the worst, awful. But that was, was it before? Yeah, it was before lockdown and everything. But it was weird because it was in in Scotland. And it was a bit like that when he died and it was, like the the worst experience of his life my life I think so far um but I came back from Scotland here and no one where I live I've got quite like a split life mm. half where I am as like a, a mum in this quiet village and then half probably in in Scotland and um I came back and like nobody knew mm. anything that had happened nobody knew him and it was a bit like that there there was just this like silence and I, I would go on the school run and and no one like I'd been we'd been like looking for his his body for like three days oh, and gosh. walk it like it was just really awful and um but everyone just thought I'd like my daughter was away at the time for a week with her dad and everyone just thought I'd sort of been on holiday yeah 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 so asked me and didn't know anything and I just I really wanted people to to know and to also be sad yeah and I was like and I guess I felt like that a bit at the zoom it's like oh no one around me sad like at least when you're a funeral like everyone is sad and everyone's yeah. a bit awkward well, you, like... you see the point of them like that's the funny thing you know when you have when they're taken from you those rituals I think pre-pandemic you're like oh yeah funerals I mean okay I get it like we all go and yeah you've got to do it and then when it was gone you were like oh I see the point of it is you need to be around people who feel exactly like you do who love them like you did who are sad like you because you can't take that energy 
it's hard to take that energy to other places because other people are like, what? Like, why are you bringing this in? Like, yeah. Or they don't know. Just knock on people's doors. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> My grandma died. I just want so to see the funeral. Can I come in? You're like, mm, okay. It's a lockdown, so no. Um, and yeah, it's, it's that feeling of community. It's such a cliche and I feel like cheesy as fuck saying it. But it's like that community feeling of like this family, this gang, this group of friends, whatever your community is, we all feel sad about this person. Yeah. So at weddings, you're like, we all love these people. Yay, they love each other. Yay. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's the same. You huh? feel like part of a cog in a machine. You know, you're like, yes, I'm not alone. Like, that's what we need as humans. Yeah. But because we can survive on our own can survive without a community i think we you know do trick ourselves like oh it's not that important or yeah zoom funeral will be fine but that sort of ache you know that physical ache of like you needed to be around people who are gonna like offer you some dry cake and a drink and hug you and yeah to not have that is is hard when you're and it's funny isn't it because obviously there were these tiny funerals and the immediate family were there you know like you said there's like seven people who could get there but then if you were slightly like the next ring round it then you couldn't make the excuse to yeah. be there. And and then it, like, again, we come back to hierarchy of grief. That doesn't mean you're not sad because you weren't in the immediate yeah, circle exactly. of being there. You still have your grief to process. And you couldn't hug, could you? Yeah. I remember my mum saying that was so weird. And she was oh, like, God, that was weird, like, yeah. being there. And then you just sort of wave and leave. Oh. It's like, I mean, that must have been, it must have been equally weird to be there and, like, sit apart from yeah. people and, yeah, really odd. Really, really odd, just all of it. And you couldn't, I, I remember one of my grand's funerals, my, my family's quite good at the old doggy bag thing, oh, yeah. like, don't like any leftovers, which is a good good thing, I think. But I remember my dad, and it's her main memory of this funeral was my dad telling her to go around and collect up all the cakes before, like, before they're all like taken by the staff <laughs> it's like god not like, even at a funeral we're like come on get them get those sandwiches get them quick quick, quick. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's really odd and i think what's even odder is it wasn't that long ago like we're still in the bit where it was like oh. it was only like like two years ago and you're like oh god i, I, yeah, I had to check myself then i was like was it two years ago i've lost all concept of of time because of the like the gap in our life um ah oh, me too and so it, it's, it's just amazing I think what you say about I ne I never really thought I was bothered mm. about going to funerals never thought I wanted to yeah and as soon as I couldn't it wasn't even just not going it was just just like you say realizing what the point of it was yeah and I had, I had a funeral like two weeks ago my auntie died and it's the first funeral that we've had in in person and my daughter came to that as well, and it was just, it was like, oh, I can even watching her go into it after knowing that that didn't happen yeah. for my grandma. And we did other things with my grand, like we've got this, this like box that we we sniff basically together. <laughs> it's like piece of furniture out my grand's house that smells of her house yeah, you know yeah. and we keep our towels in it and got a few things of her stuff in it. Yeah, every now and again, my daughter's like, oh, can I? Can I sniff? Can I sniff the box? It's like yeah, right. But when when we went to my auntie's funeral, and that was really sudden, we went up to visit for holiday and had to stay longer because she um, died. And just seeing her, and she was saying, "Mum, this is so awkward." Mm. Like a bit older, but I still was like, "Nah, this is really good that you're here, and yeah. you've like met other people in the family, and you've talked about her, and you've had jokes with people, yeah. and all this sort of stuff." 
but I think I was like, it was like a documentary in my head, like, okay, so she didn't do this, and the last one, she was this age, and now, what, what's she going to be yeah. like at this one now? She's 12, and really understands what's going on more, and, you know, bored. Yeah. She was like, oh, it's a bit boring now, and I was like, I think that's that's also good. Totally I mean, it's good. good. For kids to be yeah. bored in general, but it's all that you'll remember it and you'll if somebody talks about it you'll have been there and all this stuff yeah it was funny it was funny it was it was sort of interesting yeah and I think again it. it's that thing I said you realize the privilege it is to go to a funeral and of course you're, yeah. you're bored at 12 you absolutely should be like that's the right reaction but as you yeah. get older and you think oh I was invited into that space and was welcomed yeah. and that's yeah. again like so when something emotional happened when a big family event was full of sadness I was part of that I am part of this yeah. family I am allowed these these negative feelings as well like it's so in, yeah. you're just teaching this like this is it this is life sometimes we go to a party yeah. sometimes we go to a funeral but you are part of it you are part of this gang I think that's and you see that these people that are one thing to you which is also pretty good for kids to see mm. like this idea that your mum is there for this or your teacher you know the idea of seeing a teacher in the yeah, street yeah. and you're like what are you doing out of school <laughs> out of school clothes like who are yeah, you yeah. I don't even know what's going on anymore what do you mean you've got a name a first name but like seeing knowing then that you know like her great auntie was also a mother and also yeah, a grandmother yes. and also a friend and also you know someone's wife and all this different stuff knowing that this these people and uh, like with my gran you know knowing she she met loads of my gran's friends and stuff afterwards because we had like a get together and just knowing that this person that you're so you've got such a small idea yeah, of people when yeah. you're younger don't you it's like that you're it's not everything is then their identity is wasn't just that and you had one bit of them and then they also had all these other lives that's massive that's so yeah that's incredible and to know that going into you growing as a person being like oh i see i'm gonna have all these different lives i'm not just me now fixed this is who i am which when you're a teenager you are like this is who i am defined me (laughs) like i'll never change online as well yeah Yeah, yeah. online people put that don't they she was like why does everyone just have like wife mother (laughs) on that you know as they get to a certain age and i i don't sometimes i'm just like a bit like really like everyone you know sort of follow a bit but i get it the like the uh, you know the biggest roles in your life you put on your tap but there's so many people you know identify themselves in like five words on um, social media which i think this generation is very you know sees all the time and it's the Um, same i talked about this with julia samuel who's amazing amazing St. Julie, we call her on the show, grief psychotherapist. Oh, and she was nice. um, she was talking about saying about mental health, about people like anxiety gal or, you know, like grief gal. And I get it, I understand, but it is, it, she said it takes away room for you to change, which is what yeah. we know we're going to. And like your grand, like you said, she didn't go bored till she was 75. And then she was like, right, let's do this. Like who yeah. would have thought her at 25, if you'd said that to her, she'd be like, oh no, that, that isn't possible. I don't live in that world. But yeah. we see like how fast things change and... Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. I remember my my granny and granddad's funeral because they died. My mum's side, they died two weeks apart from each other, and oh. I didn't really know that he was the oldest of like I think it's like seven or eight. And his youngest brother came in, and I and the, all of us who like had only really seen my granddad as a granddad were like, "What the fuck? That's my grand like that's him. Why is why is he up and walking? Because they're like the spit of each other. It was so weird. Yeah. And it was such a great experience to then meet all his sisters and these brothers and they'd be like and hear yeah. about this life. You know, he was a, my mum's had like proper cockneys and like all this like stories of mischief and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and again, I remember vividly being about. 
think I was about 12 or 13 being like, oh, I see. We were just one little bit of this and we weren't even that yeah. big. We weren't even that yeah. big. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were very interesting, but actually yeah. there's this life. And I think that's, and you know, that's sort of what people talk about when, when someone does live to a long age, there is all this life. There's so much that you can talk about and celebrate and remember. And that's like, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. And that's a really joyous thing that you can have at a funeral. But yeah, I think that's important for kids to see that as well. Of like, because I think when you're a grandkid, you do get a bit, um, it's not, this isn't the right word, but not big headed, but like you sort of think you're very important, don't you? Because I'm the grandchild. Yeah. I'm very important. Yeah. I'm her grandchild. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm pretty much number one. And then, you, then you're yeah. like, because <laughs> you are, you really are. You hold a very special place, yeah. obviously. But then, yeah, to see that actually, oh, there's a lot of people who are number one actually to this person yeah. or who were number one and have changed. And I think that's, yeah, sort of not that you need to like be, you know, you don't need to be taken off pedestal. I don't mean it like that. I just mean it like to see that someone is, what a whole person looks like, I guess. Oh no, totally, yeah. totally. I've, I've, I even thought that about, yeah, I guess my gran and I was, what, like 37 or yeah. something. And it's like, I know you've got so many friends. I know you've got other life, but it's still good yeah. to see. Yeah. It's still good to hear about. Yeah, it's good. It's such a thing as a grandkid. Maybe because you are normally a kid when you're, yeah. you know, there's not that many much older adult grandkids yeah. once you sort of realise that stuff. Yeah, and it, it, and obviously they're they're overjoyed by you and they don't have to like do the annoying stuff. So like oh, they're just like, honestly, great. it must be so good. Yeah. My mum's always saying it's like much better to be a grandma <laughs> than a mum. Yeah. Like not in a you know loving less way, but it's just like it's amazing. They like like you better than your kids do. Yeah. And you do less <laughs> than you had to do, and you only do the good stuff. So like it is, is the best. Sounds really it's the good. Best role. They like you yeah, more, and I, you do less. That is a if that's not an advertisement for being a grandparent, I don't know what it's like. No right. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, please. Or, or auntie, I've just become an auntie, and I'm feeling that already. Yeah. It's like this is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Holly, I know you had written some poems about her do you want to read one yeah all right well i'm trying to think which one to they're quite soppy like no no we'll we'll finish on a nice soppy poem about your gaga i think that's perfect okay cool i do this one it's called um culicino which i'm quite obsessed with words that only exist in like one language that we don't have other words for so it's an italian word and it it just means like the when you put like a really cold glass on a table it leaves that like watermark but they've got a specific word for like the mark left by like a cooling glass basically which I thought was cool and I was like oh yeah that's like the mark that my gran left on me it doesn't sound so seem so deep now as it did at the time but I wrote this like in that few hours like after watching the zoom funeral and not knowing what to do and I was just thinking of all the things that she wanted to do like I was saying like she still wanted to do loads and wanted to learn more and she really wanted to go to Italy. So, and she, I think she really wanted to dance with a few more like sailors and stuff. Like we talked about sex an awful lot. Um, and we talked about orgasms a lot because she was saying so many women her age didn't have one. Wow. That's one of the biggest regrets. Um, weirdly, that sort of that sort of stuff yeah. in life at her age. It's like you lived till you were, you know, really good age and you had a beautiful life. Um, but there were certain things, especially to do with like female pleasure, that were not talked about, wow. which I have the opportunity to now. 
Not that I'm, you know, just having orgasms because my <laughs> grand had less, but, <laughs> but, but I picked not? out all the why stuff. Not? I picked out all the stuff that I want to do, and now I'm just using my grand as an excuse yeah, to yeah. do it. We do it all the time with food. Let's have this chocolate cake. My auntie would have wanted me to. Yeah. Have this. She liked cake. <laughs> Colachino. The scent of a story still clings to your chair, unaware the narrator is gone. Your nightgowns are folded and boxed for collection. Your pots of fake flowers act like nothing is wrong. On my knees, on the rug, still glittered with skin, I pocket the daydreams you dropped. Your longings, so locked in by duty and place, let me flick past the page where you stopped. Ink those stockings again up the backs of my legs, let me stride through the almost that tittered your lips. Shame has lessened its cuffs now, your ladylike scars mere marks on my wrists. One last clink to you, Gran, Italy calls. They say the poems are gorgeous this time of year. Yes, I promise to press at least one red poppy. Yes, I promise to dip all my toes in the shore. Then I'll sip on espresso, scoff all the ricotta, melt mozzarella, lap up the days from the plate, lick gelato, sip on prosecco, let glitterable moons keep the night times awake. So come away with me, Gran, let us dance in the dusk. Those Jezebel jokes were too good to waste. Let's take up the hems you politely declined, spin top the stars till our ankle bones break. Let me scream all the screams your times turned to sin, waltz all the waltzes your fingers forbade. Let us hang out our hearts in this hot lashing rain till we are both of us drenched, our bodies opaque. And yes, I am picking my favourite laments, from your never dids, never will, too little, too late. But figs ripen too fast for the Sunday Times crossword and I'm not bothered to learn how to bake. So vieni con me a Italia gran, feel the healing of heat on uncensored souls. Let's laugh in piazzas, sleep face down in pizza. I miss you, amore mio. Oh, Ollie, that's so, oh, I was going to say nice, that's not the right word. Oh, no, oh, I love the word nice. That's so Go nice, that's like so it. nice. <laughs> that's such a nice, oh. What a lovely, lovely Aww. poem. Oh, thanks. I'm just using an excuse to go to Italy, really. <laughs> My daughter's still like, Mum, we've got to go to Italy. I was like, mm, but I'll, I'll take you when you're a bit older. She's like, why? And I was like, because it's quite a privilege to go to Italy. <laughs> It was like, I feel like it's like Italy in my head was where like the really upmarket up, up or whatever yeah. people went that I knew. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, you can't go to Italy yet. Then you'll be like, it's properly spoiled. She's like, it's just next to Spain and we've been to Spain. I'm like, I don't know why. That's just different. <laughs> like my grand never got there. Yeah. My auntie never got to Italy. They were both obsessed with Italy. Oh. It's like mm, something about it, but <laughs> up to side one. You should go. Fuck it. Just go. I think go. I know. I will. I will. I will. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Or take her when she can drink wine. That's the only other thing I'd say. (laughs) Well, I said coffee. She's always asking for coffee. I was like, I'm not having, you're not drinking coffee. Like you don't need to start drinking coffee. Um, And I was like, I'll buy you a coffee. In Italy. If we go to Italy. And I was like, wow, that is, that is classy. Oh, Holly, thank you so much. And thank you for remembering Isabel Gaga. It was, and your other gran as well, and your friend. It was really, really lovely. Oh, well, thanks for letting me. It was lovely to talk about them. 
If you want any news about where Holly is gigging or her books that you can buy, head to hollypoetry.com. Holly is H-O-L-L-I-E, poetry, P-O-E-T-R-Y.com. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at hollypoetry, same spelling. And her new book, Slug, is available to buy now, as well as all her other books, which are absolutely brilliant. I say, if you know anybody's just have a kid, the parenting one, nobody told me, is particularly brilliant. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast. The show was recorded remotely. It was edited by the amazing Kate Holland. Thank you, Kate, for editing along the way. Um, We'll be back maybe soon. I'm not sure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. Thank you for buying the book. Um, You don't have to stop buying the book just because the podcast is on a break. Let's just make that clear. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Remember... No, I might not be here next week or I'm not sure when this show if it will come back it doesn't change anything it doesn't change that you are not alone and that this club that we're all in is absolutely rammed with people who feel the same way that you do have been through similar things and even though your grief is unique there are people out there who get it and understand so that is the thing to always remember you are not alone thank you on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns